0: Hello there, and welcome to Project Business Basics, designed to give you the tools to make smarter financial decisions. Whether you're looking to learn something brand new, or just want to refresh on some basic economics, there's a place for everyone on our show. I'm Archie Janarker, and I'm your host. Today we're going to be discussing the subject of compound interest. So let's get started. So there are two primary types of interest. There is one, simple interest, and the other, compound interest. And today we're going to be focusing on compound interest. Now you do, however, have to know the difference between simple and compound interest. Now for simple interest, let's use an example. Let's say that you had thousand dollars, and you gave it to the bank. And that bank gives you a CD. CD stands for Certificate of Deposit. In other words, you deposit your money with the bank and then they'll pay you interest in return for you giving them your money. So let's assume then they'll pay you one percent interest each year. So what does that mean for you? Well after one year, the bank would have paid you one percent interest on a thousand. So 1% one percent of a thousand is ten dollars. So you would have that thousand dollars you initially had at the beginning plus ten more dollars in interest at the end of one year. But let's fast forward now, five years later. Now with simple interest, what's happening is the bank is going to pay you interest only based on the principal that you paid, your initial amount, which was $1,000. So as long as you keep the certificate of deposit, then the bank will keep paying you $10 every year. So five years later, you now have $1,040, and that's because you've gotten $10 in each of the last four years in interest. So that combined is $40, and that's added to your initial amount of $1,000. So your total right now is $1,040. And then this year is your fifth year. And in that fifth year, the bank is still going to pay you 1% interest. And that 1% interest, remember, is based on the $1,000 that you originally gave them. So 1% of 1,000 is $10. So this year, just like the past four years and for every year onwards, you're going to get $10 in interest. So your total at the end of five years is going to be $1,040 plus $10. Now for compound interest, we'll also use an example. And our example for this is, let's say that we invest $1,000 into Target stock. And just like our simple interest example, we're going to assume 1%. Now with the bank scenario, the bank was giving you interest. Because we're using a stock as an example, we're going to say a 1% annual return from Target. But annual return and interest are just terms that are swapped out for each other in this context. So at the end of one year, what's going to happen? Well, if Target stock returned 1%, then your investment of $1000 would have grown by 1% as well. So 1% of 1000 is ten dollars. So your investment now would be one thousand dollars plus ten dollars. Now what about two years later? What happens then? So you have one thousand ten dollars now and target stock returns one percent in the second year. So your one thousand ten dollars would grow by one percent or ten dollars and ten cents. So now you have a total of one thousand twenty dollars and 10 cents. Now, in the third year, Target stock also returns you 1%. So 1% of a thousand twenty point 10 is $10.20. So your total is this $10.20 that you get in interest this year plus the principal that you had, your initial investment, $1,000 plus the interest that you've gotten over the past two years. So that's $1,020.10. And all of this is for a total at the end of your third year of $1,030.30. Now let's jump a little. We finished three years, and now let's skip the fourth year and go directly to the fifth year, just so we can compare compound interest to simple interest. So after five years, you've accumulated a total of $40.60 in interest over the previous four years. So your total, when you add that to your principal or your initial investment of $1,000 is $1,040.60. Now if target stock returned 1% this year, just like it's done for the previous four years, you're going to get 1% more on 1,040.6 and 1% of that is $10.41. So now your total at the end of five years with compound interest is $1,051.01 whereas with simple interest it was a slight difference it returned $1,050 at the end of 5 years. Now however, let's jump to what happened at the end of 15 years. Well, your total interest plus your principal is now $1,149.50 and target stock is still increasing by 1% each year in our example. So in this 15th year, you're going to get $11.50 in interest. So this pattern that's been happening with compound interest is that the interest total you're getting each year is based on the sum of your initial amount, or your principal, plus the interest that you've accumulated before. Whereas with simple interest, the interest value is only calculated based on the initial amount that you put in. So that's the difference then between simple interest and compound interest. Simple interest is the interest that you earn based only on the money that you put in at the beginning. While compound interest is based on the total money that you've made in the past. So there's a formula then for calculating compound interest where if you want to find out how much money you've earned through compound interest then what you do, is you take your rate of return, and we've been discussing it as a percentage, one percent. But when using it in math, we want to convert it to a decimal. So we take that decimal, add it to one, and then take it to the power of the length of time that's occurred. And then we finally multiply that value by our principle to find out how much money we have now. Now if math isn't your strong suit, and you're not that good with formulas, then that's okay because some of this math is not possible without a calculator. So, there is a calculator involved, but it's still an important formula to understand because it shows the relationship between the initial investment and accumulated value. Now, let's apply this formula, though, to our example that we used with Target with compound interest. So, at the end of the 15th year, we had gotten a total of roughly $1,161 our $1,000 had grown all the way to 1,161. So let's check and see if this compound interest formula tells us the same thing. So we take the 1% annual return that we got, and we add it to 1. So that's 1.01. Then we take that to the power of the number of time periods that occurred. And if we're talking annual terms, that's simply a fancy way of saying years. So how many years are we measuring this over? For us, we used 15. So we're going to take 1.01 to the power of 15. Now that's some number we don't exactly know. We'll use the calculator for that. Now whatever we get for this value of 1.01 to the power of 15, we're going to take that number and multiply it by a thousand to figure out what our investment is worth now. So 1.01 to the power of 15 times a 1,000 is equal to 1160.97, so 3 cents away from 1161. So yes, this formula does indeed give us a pretty accurate measure of compound interest. Now finally, we're going to take this formula and use it slightly differently. Over the past decade, from October 2010 to October 2020, Home Depot has been a great stock to own. It's done super well over the last 10 years. And when we go to look at its total return, its total return is approximately 775% over the past 10 years. Now I don't know about you, but for me at least, percentages tend to lose their meaning once you get past 100%. It's not that intuitively easy to conceptualize how much 775% is. So how can I understand then how Home Depot stock has grown over the past decade? Well, annual return would be a great help because think about what annual return tells me. That tells me that if I had bought Home Depot stock in October 2010, and now I'm looking at it in October 2020, with that annual return, I could get an estimate of how much Home Depot stock has grown each year over the past 10 years. So why don't we do just that? So right now, our accumulated value, or Home Depot's current stock value, is about $279.31. Now almost 10 years to the date ago, Home Depot stock was $31.89. So this $31.89 was our principal, or it was our initial investment. Now the 1 plus R term, R is what we're looking for. It's the annual rate of return that we don't know and that we're going to solve for. So we're just going to leave it in the formula as R. And then finally, we have to take this 1 plus r term to a power. And this power is just the length of time that's passed, so 10 years. So our equation then reads 31.89 times 1 plus r, close parentheses, to the power of 10 equals 279.31. And let's solve this equation now to get Home Depot's annual return. So our first step is 279.31. 0.31 divided by 31.89, which is 8.76. So our equation has been simplified now to 1 plus r to the power of 10 equals 8.76. Now we have this exponent here over the 1 plus r term. So in order to get rid of the exponent, we want to take both sides of the equation to the power of 1 over 10. That way, we can cancel the exponent out. So 1 plus r to the power of 10, and that 10 is being multiplied by 1 over 10, ends up cancelling out. So we end up with 1 plus r on one side, and on the other side, we also have to do 8.76 to the power of 1 over 10. And that gets us 1.24. So our equation now is 1.24 equals 1 plus r. And this equation now is pretty easy to solve. R then equals 0.24, so 1.24 minus 1. And this 0.24 now equals 24%. So what does that tell us about Home Depot? That means over the past 10 years, Home Depot stock has performed the equivalent of increasing in value by 24% each year. So this was a basic lesson then about compound interest today. Compound interest is the type of calculation used when determining how money grows in terms of stocks. In the financial world, usually people tend to look at annual performance or how much a person's portfolio returns annually. So compound interest is the formula that they use to look at that. I hope you enjoyed that episode and learned something from it. If you're looking for recommendations for good investing and business books, I encourage you to check out the Project Business Basics blog and also sign up for the Project Business Basics newsletter. You can do all of this through the Project Business Basics website, which is www.businessbasics.online. Also, make sure to check out our social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter with the username at P-R-O-J-B-I-Z-Basics. I'm Archie Janarker. This is Project Business Basics. Thanks for listening.